My name's Denise Ferguson from Fine Surveyors and today I'm here with Nora. Hi Nora, how are you? Hi Denise, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. So I am on the Malbec, but you have let me down <laughs> and you are on the... Hot chocolate. <laughs> Sorry. I do like a hot chocolate to be it's fair. Really but good. you were saying that wine yeah. makes you fall asleep, but hot chocolate do, hot chocolate would put me to sleep way quicker. Oh, for your opposites then, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would be plastered. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You enjoy for me. Mm. Yes. Don't worry, I will. So, Nora, <laughs> what is your business called and what do you do? So, my business is called Nora Jane Fit. Um, I'm a holistic personal trainer and nutritionist. Um, so, I work holistically from, um, how do I put it? I always struggle with this when they say, what is your business? Because I honestly feel like I'm still trying to redefine exactly what I do and I know that might not make sense to many people um, I've been PTing for years um, I've been in nutrition I've been in the industry for over 17 years um, but at this point in my career I've realized that I've followed sort of uh, the similar trajectory of personal trainers um, and it hasn't worked for me I didn't feel like I was serving women effectively or people my clients effectively um i wanted to go to the olympics so i was always fully embedded within health and fitness and i realized that how i was training people um general population was too intense for general population um became a mom completely switched how i trained um and my mindset also changed as well and i was attracting a lot of a lot of moms to me not intentionally maybe subconsciously but not intentionally setting out to work with moms um and a lot of a lot of women who are in the process of recovering from trauma so what i what i'm doing now is even though i pt i'm switching the way that i work um i work holistically i always have done um but my focus is on delivering a holistic practice whereby we're not only looking at fitness at nutrition um at mindset but we're also looking at the underlying traumas that bring people to a place where there's no self-love, there's no self-care, there's no self-compassion, um, and they find it really difficult to commit to taking care of themselves, which is why they end up, you know, overweight, not eating properly, not sleeping properly, highly stressed, etc. So I guess I've said what I do. I'm a holistic personal trainer who deals with like, who works with women who have underlying issues with trauma. <laughs> there it is. No, I think you have. I think you've, you've nailed who you work mm. with mm. but I think yeah I, I get that you, my mind yeah yeah you need yeah. to be succinct about what your mm. message is in one line but you'll get exactly. there as you as you work through it you will get mm. there so um where are you based because you have you so p- the thing that people say about, about me all the time is that I have lots of different accents oh me too yeah you so, my dear yeah. <laughs> have lots of different accents so where yes. are you based so i'm based in england i'm in surrey i'm originally from trinidad and tobago so um a small island in the west indies um which i miss terribly every single day um and i i lived there for 11 years and then i moved um to connecticut in america for another 11 years and then i moved to england um so my accent, depending on how tired I am or depending on how angry Mine I get, too. it changes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, after a few drinks or if I'm tired, my accent gets thick. Just mm-hmm. goes back, yeah, proper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always makes my husband laugh as soon as I walk over the threshold of my hometown. My he accent knows. clicks. Yeah, in, just like, automatically. Yeah. yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah, so 100%. weird. I don't even can't change hear it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't help it, it. Yeah, it's like no. you're back home. Like everything just like goes back to how it should be. It's weird. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Do you get to go home to any of your homes? Um, regular? I mean, not not in current yeah. times, clearly, but unfortunately, if I was in lockdown in Trinidad, I'd be so happy because like just oh, just to go outside and like pick fruit from the tree or just you know be able to grow veg and like fruit and hear the cockerels in the morning that's just the most beautiful sound to me well you're um, wrong about that but I mean I love it oh my god Denise no that's like the best sound ever like ever like I'm just in the heaven if I don't <sighs> go cockerel, I love it <laughs> so no oh. I haven't I haven't been to, I've been I was in Trinidad um, maybe four years ago um and America when did I last go back I went back about five years ago to the states so i need to travel i need to start traveling a little bit more so I do. what brought you to, to england in the first place um so my dad grew up here so he he grew up here from when he was nine and england has always been on the books for us like we always knew at some point we would come so when i finished my my undergraduate um i always had this this uh conception that england was great for education like they were the best in the world and that I had to have a degree from England. And so I, as soon as I finished my, um, my first undergraduate degree, um, or my only undergraduate degree, I um, went to Trinidad for a few months, uh, took care of my grandmother who was ill at the time. And then um, I came and I, I didn't really have a plan. I did my master's at Loughborough. And I was just like, okay, we'll, we'll see how it goes. And how many years have I been? 2017 now. I haven't left. Can you imagine? Still here. <laughs> and you said Loughborough. Loughborough. Yeah. How, is it, oh, do you know what? Like, love. I can't even say it. I can't even say it. I can't even say it. <laughs> I say Loughborough. Because, like, I would say, like, I lived in Wellingborough. Oh, wow. I'm from near there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the first place we moved. I was in Wellingborough for a while. And I used to say the names of, like, the towns out. I can't even give you an example, but the way that the English say it, it's different. So That's I'm amazing. still, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, the words. I love Americans that, that I love Americans that go to Loughborough and say Luga Baruga. What's Luga Baruga? That's how they pronounce Loughborough, Luga Baruga. Are, are you serious? Yes. <laughs> Literally insane. It's what? the best, it's the best thing to ever hear. Luga pronounce Baruga. this, Luga Baruga. My God. Okay. Yeah. That I is, know. <laughs> that is special. <laughs> But you know, Americans can be quite special, even if you did, even <laughs> if you did live there for a long time. <laughs> I did. They're great, though. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so now you're here, and now you're a personal trainer and stuff like that. What was the bit about Olympics? How did yeah. that tie in? So, um, yeah. So I always, from, I was, I think maybe six or seven was my first. No, I lied. Not six or seven. Maybe four or five preschool. I'm telling you lies. Yeah, four or five Philip Street Prime Philip Street preschool I went to. Um, didn't want to run in playground time. Didn't want to join in the running. And my there was this one very persistent teacher. She must have seen something in me. She just didn't let up. She's like, "Oh, Lenore, you have to run. Just try it." And I was like, "No, Miss, I don't want to run." And she kept pushing me every playtime. And one day I I just my feet like I was in my element. 
Um, and then I went to primary school. So I went to um, Bishops and I was the fastest, fastest girl there. I used to beat the boys. I was always, I was just quick. And we had sports day. And I think the last sports day before we went to America, the coach came to my dad and said, look, your daughter has a talent and we want to get her onto the Olympic team to train. Um, and then that just kind of died out because you moved. Um, and, then, and then when I went to middle school, I dabbled in track and field a bit went to high school and then I found my feet and then I just knew I the Olympics was always it was just always a dream of mine and that's how I got into the industry because I had coaches who I had tennis coaches and lacrosse coaches and um, they knew nothing about how to train track and field like I just knew that I wasn't I wasn't being pushed so after um after track practice, um, I would go home and I would train myself again. And then my mom would get me these like massive books, strength and conditioning books and the exercise physiology books. And I would train myself and put my own little programs together. Um, and then I went from high school to study my first um, degree in human performance, exercise science in, in Southern Connecticut in the States, and then exercise physiology here, um, and then nutrition again um, for my second master's. So it was always a dream, but then I got pregnant and I had a, I had a daughter and it was just like, okay, dream is dead (laughs) Um, is running still in you though yeah it's always been my therapy like whenever I get whenever I get yeah whenever I get stressed or I need to think or I feel sad or I just need to breathe running does it it's just I've been running since I was two years old and it's my it's my thing yeah 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 it just does it's just it's all encompassing it's amazing yeah 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 Hundred percent. I get these people who hate running because I mean, I can't get it. I can't get it. I can't get it. Yeah, I run every day. So there are there are days when I wake up and go, yeah, I get it. But once you're in it, Mm. it's the best therapy ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're flying. It's just it's like a like you're on a high. It's like a natural high. It's a natural high. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It is, yeah. yeah. And then there's wine. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> or hot chocolate for people, for people like you. I do so, enjoy a glass of wine. <laughs> good, good. Mm. I, next time we meet, we will do it over a glass of wine. Definitely. So when, or running trainers probably. Mm. Um, <laughs> so when did it become from a, a love to a business? What, what made you mm. decide to become a personal trainer and make it into um, your business? So when I was in, when I was in, uh, at Southern, I'm going years back now. When I was in Southern, um, I, my mom paid for me to go to uni. So I didn't have any fees to pay, but I also needed to have money to like go out and like buy food and stuff like that. So I needed a job. Um, and I was lifeguarding for a while and I was doing, um, I was assisting my very good, he was almost like a second dad to me, Mr. Gibson, um, from New Haven age group track club. So I was doing some work with them as a assistant track coach. And then, um, I met Mubaraka who was an amazing, um, PT herself. And she owned, um, balance fitness, which is a women's only fitness, um, gym. And she was a Muslim lady. And I just had so much respect for her, especially when you were out in the sun, like 90 degrees. And she was like in her full gear. Like I just, and I was dying in like a t-shirt, like a little skimpy shirt and shorts. I was like, how are you doing this? it um, baffles me but yeah I'm she with was you on amazing. that one yeah I I would have like nothing like I would just be like I'm dying and then she'd be full black everything like how are you doing this um 
like she was such an inspiration to me um and she had her kids she was still studying and she she did the studio ended up on oprah um and i yeah she was amazing she was a great first employee very very great and i looked at what she did and she allowed me to sort of um she put a lot of faith in me <laughs> with running boot camps and um her boot camps and uh, doing pt sessions there and for me it was just it was just it's a natural thing my people would just want to train and you know, I did it, but in terms of it becoming a business, um, when I came to England, I, you know, you, the first thing you do is you work in a gym, um, as you do as when you're in the industry and then you start PTing there. Um, but as of late now, like I said to you in the beginning, um, I didn't, I don't want to be a regular, I'm not a regular PT in terms of somebody that just says, okay, you want to buy a 10 pack and that's just training. You should, you rock up to the session and it's just like, okay, I'm going to beast you for now. And that's it. Like it doesn't, I, that's not me. So my business is completely different. And like right now I'm in the process of, um, of redefining what exactly I know what it is. I know exactly what I'm meant to do. I've spent a lot of time doing the inner work and the research and really identifying like my, my, my audience and who I'm here to serve. Cause I think the whole thing with PTing is not about just getting people fit um physically it's always it's always the mental and the spiritual and the energetic aspect and so oh no um, my um my PT mm, is like a therapist we exactly, and we're like therapists yeah. to each other because we yeah. spend the whole time I find it a distraction. The right yeah we, yeah because I find mm. it a distraction I don't think about the exercise that I'm doing because I'm so busy you Talking. know yeah like you found the right oh, one that's good yeah. exactly mm -hmm. you know my kids are being assholes my husband's a <laughs> Egypt, you know, yeah, 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 works manic. Yeah, you found the, the right PT, exactly. You found Perfect. the right one, yeah, that that's it, that is it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's how I ended up in PT. So, where where can people find you? How's how has lockdown changed your business? Because, mm. do are you now are you back to doing the one to one now, or mm -mm. did you move it on to online? Online, yeah, so I was very so I was always like looking at dabbling online and I was just like ah you can't train anybody online like how because I'm very physical like I have to touch like I have if my client is doing something wrong I have to like move them like manually adjust them so that they can feel how their bodies need to be um and that's a very important thing in, in building a connection as well with your client right you can't just say oh fix fix your hips put it this way like, what's what's that like you you have, so for me online was just like no um, so I took a break from it and then people were like, Oh, Lenore, are you going to do classes? And then I was just like, ah, I don't really know. And at some point I was like, okay, Lenore, if you don't like get this together, you're going to affect your business. You can't just be home and like be lazy about it. Like, cause you don't like doing it. That's not like a professional way to handle it. Um, and so I tried the zoom thing and I was just like, do you know what, Denise? I absolutely love it. I don't think like, so many people. Yeah. I love so it. So many people. It's, and I've, I've read, I've met, I've connected with women who would not go to a gym, who would not because they're moms, you know, the housewives, like family is a priority. They put themselves last. They're not going to go to a gym at like eight night at night. Like who's going to do that? Like at the end of a long day. So I've connected with women who I would never have tapped into prior, prior to lockdown. Um, I can be found on norajanefit.com. And so right now I'm running free Zoom classes. And so what I've done is I've set up a, a platform by which um, we, we do the free hit classes because that's what they like. Um, and then I bring in different PTs as well. So PTs who's, cause I don't specialize in everything and I'm not a PT who thinks, oh, I can do yoga and, um, and Zumba and Pound and Les Mills. Like I can't, like I'm just a normal human being. I can't do all that. So I bring other PTs onto my platform and then they showcase what they do. So we had, um, 
someone in America, Canada actually come on and do a brilliant, like, um, what, what did she call it? South Society class, which is really, I think it was when I had like two left feet. So she came on, she did, yeah, so we different pieces. said, come on, no, I cannot dance. Like I could dance, but like not like dance coordinated, like no. <laughs> so yeah, she I can on. dance when I've had a few drinks and the music's on. I can't dance <laughs> okay, when someone kind of says, <laughs> I know, I can't dance when someone says, get your, um, your running gear on and come and mm. dance in front of 30 women. No. No, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a dancer. So I bought different pieces on um, and then I also liaised with people across the um, health and well-being industry. So I have people deliver talks like goddess talks, energetic talks, Reiki, chakra balancing, meditation. Today, we just had a talk on mindfulness, nutrition, naturopathy, um, gut health. We had workshops on fermentation. Um, we have parenting workshops as well. So across the board of my platform, there's something for everyone to tap into um, in terms of the holistic aspect of health and well-being. So I don't just do exercise. Exercise is a part of what I do. Um, but there is the nutrition, there is the spirituality, there is the energetics, which I, I'm hugely passionate. We have people come to talk about manifestation and law of attraction. I love this stuff. Mm, I yeah, do. I love it. Is yeah. your, so are you kind of going towards that thought that if you're happy in the whole of your life, then you'll become healthy in your physical life? That's what I strongly believe. Yeah. I strongly believe that because you'll find the people who are depressed. Um, like say, like, I, I've been, I personally mm. think that a lot of depression and I'm not talking about mm. everyone because my husband, ex-husband, sorry, is mm. clinically depressed. So that's mm. different. But, mm. but I strongly think that a lot of situational depression is um, a lot of, you know, bad diet, bad energy, bad mm. physical exercise, mm. you know, mm. bad posture, bad job, mm. but like, you know, in that collective Baby. spirit uh -huh. of lots of bad things altogether. So I, yeah, I this think. Sorry, I just had a knock on my door. Um, so you think that it's, it's, it's a situational thing. Mm. Yeah. And I think once you correct a lot of bad situations, be it, you know, physical or or um education or you know where you live what you eat the whole of your body i think if, if you align them all to be you know as well as possible as happy as possible then that kind of gives you the right position in your life to then want to do that physical exercise mm, like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I agree with that i agree with and that i think yeah. that's probably why you've aligned yourself a lot with mothers because you are a mother you understand all of those um struggles the time the the desire mm. the you know Denise you all... the mothers wasn't intentional I'll tell you what I'll be completely honest they drive me mad they drive me mad sometimes <laughs> because I didn't I didn't set out to work my 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 dream was always working with athletes elite athletes because I always wanted to work with somebody or people who they have that desire is burning in them you don't have to force them you don't have to cajole them you don't have to, to to persuade them like this is why you need to eat healthily this is why you need to sleep this is why you need to manage your stress I don't have to do that with elite athletes they're they are intrinsically driven but with moms <clears throat> right and many of them become your friends because you've got to have that intimate relationship with them with moms you have got you spend so much time first developing that relationship so they trust you then empathizing with them so they they know that you understand where they're coming from 
then you can talk to them about, okay, well, this is why you need to do X, Y, and Z. So not only you become a better mom, a better wife, um, a better friend, you're your best version of yourself. So you can show up and you can live life. So it's a lot of convincing. And I find this demographic to be the hardest that I've worked with, the hardest that I've worked with. I love them, but I didn't intentionally pick them. <laughs> I don't think I would intentionally pick them, but, um, but it pushes me professionally because it's, it's a lot of digging into a lot of digging into, okay, so why do people, how have people come to this point? It's like, I prayed and I, and I did my intentional work and I'm like, okay, God, what have you put me here to do? Like, who am I here to serve? Because I've always ended up in, I'm always, I've done different, I've been in different industries. I've done, you know, sheltered housing, I've done education and I've corporate always come back to, to, to fitness. And I'm like, okay, God, what am I here to do? And you know, in the gyms, I would keep getting a lot of people, a lot of moms coming to me and, and, you know, they have money, money's not an issue, a lot of money. Right. And I'm like, if I had that much money, I would not be, I would be in the best shape of my life. So I couldn't understand it. And I couldn't stick to a program, couldn't, couldn't eat properly, was always getting injured. They were always saying, and I'm like, okay, so what's going on? And you, you sit down, you talk and you dig and you dig and dig. It's a trauma. It's something traumatic that's happened. And I'm like, okay, I get it. So this is what I'm here to do. And it's me being patient with them because patience has been um a, a consistent lesson for me throughout my life in every in every aspect of my life um, lack of pardon is it the lack of patience that you've kind of learned to deal with yeah no god is and i i would say god because we have a close relationship there i in every as i i want when i want something i want it now yes i don't want to wait i want it now or yesterday um, it's fine yeah, yeah 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 so me waiting what's that so like with with life, I've learned to be patient. And with this particular demographic, it's, it's, I, I, I know, I see somebody and I'm like, okay, I, I can see where they're meant to be. And it's me being patient enough to guide and support and to help and to love them enough to do what I'm meant to do and watch them grow and evolve, falter and support them back on track so that they get to their end goal. So moms are never my, never my demographic, always elite athletes. I love, I love somebody who I can be like, have you done your training? Or they're messaging me saying, oh, I've done my training and I've done more rather than, oh, Nora, well, you know, I couldn't get the baby to sleep last night, so I didn't exercise. And I'm like, come on! <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, it. if you change everything now, do you think you would still go for the elite athletes? Mm, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I feel... <sighs> I feel like there's more to life than... I resonate with the elite athletes because that was my passion. So, you know, I, I could relate to them. And before I couldn't relate to moms, I was just like, I couldn't understand how they couldn't find time to exercise. I couldn't understand. I just used to think it was lazy. And so like I had my daughter and she was like waking every 20 minutes breastfeeding. And I was just like, oh my God, this is so hard. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I judged everybody. <laughs> I was like, please, I'm so sorry. But um, this is but so now, funny because it makes mm. this makes me laugh because you know my kids are older now they're like 11 and 13 so i okay. you know it's a million years ago but i recently yeah. just have recently just got a puppy and before <gasps> what all of kind this, of puppy he's a miniature schnauzer and he's the most beautiful thing in the whole entire world a schnauzer i've never seen what does that look like oh, i'll send you a picture he's okay yes absolutely be he's just oh, so, you're beautiful. so lucky you're so lucky so before all of this if people were like oh he's my baby i'd be like 
god what is wrong with Mm-hmm. you know and writing their dog's name on cards yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah, get yeah. a life seriously <laughs> no you do it right yeah you do I it would ki- i would kill yeah. for my baby i would kill oh, for my baby and i think oh. what, unless you're in that situation you cut you can't have that level of empathy yeah, exactly. so when you became a mum, all of a sudden you went Oh, I get yeah. it. I get, get it. it. I get it. I get it. And I was a much better, I was a much better um, PT because I went in there knowing that you plan a session, you, you can't just plan a session and be rigid about it. You've got to allow for somebody who's going to be dealing with a sick child, you know, not maybe emotionally like stable that day, balancing relationships. That's a huge thing that comes into play when you've got children as well. Um, and then, and then also, knowing that you can't put a mom through her paces the same way you would an anemic athlete. Like you've got postpartum and all of that stuff. Um, so it's just a diff- it was a complete different change. But then again, with moms and the moms that I was attracting, a lot of them had work e- emotional issues because you would get, I don't think I've had, I don't think I've had any moms, maybe one in lockdown who's like stuck to her stuff. But most of them, have stuff and I think motherhood brings out childhood traumas and things that we haven't dealt with because our children trigger us and we lose our minds sometimes and we find well I think it's I think it's the same path though isn't it because most of our childhood traumas come from our parents Mm. which we don't understand at all until we become parents and then all of a sudden we're triggered by all of this oh, I understand why they were so rubbish because now mm. I'm a parent. Or I don't understand why they were so rubbish because that now mm. I'm a parent and I don't. Mm. And I mm. think that kind of clicks all of our buttons mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. the same time. Mm-hmm. But it also, because I'm a mother and I run businesses and I'm a wife and all of that, I, mm. with my PT, she'll plan a, a, a session and then I'll go to meet her and she'll go, how are you feeling today? And I'll be like, awful. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she'll go, well, my day's just changed. Yeah, she's a good PT. All, that's good. That's good. Exactly. That's all good. of her plans, mm-hmm. she, she, she won't want to do like a yoga session or whatever like mm-hmm. that because she'll be like, should we get the boxing gloves out? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. So Adaptable, think, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, you change when you have a level of empathy for people. Mm-hmm. So how are... How has lockdown changed your future plans for the business? Mm. Do you think you'll you'll keep an element of the online? To be fair, now lock. So yeah, I'm I'm probably going to be more. Uh, I'm reluctant to go back to one to one in person because I think a lot of what I do now is better served online. Um, so, for example, like right now, I'm running a four week um, transformational challenge where. It's titled My Best Me. I'll probably change the title. Um, oh, I like that title. My Best Me? Yeah. yeah. It's a bit, bit kind of cliche, but like I was doing my work and I was like, okay, like what's the next step? I love journaling. I love like manifestation, all of the stuff. So like I was like, what's the next Do step? Do you know what? Mm-hmm. That is the thing that is gone in lockdown for me. I used to journal what? every morning. Um, I haven't journaled since day one. <gasps> oh, okay. You need to get your journal out. You know? yeah you need to get your journal out like you, you need to get your, like a cup of tea have a nice shower like put some essential oils on like nice soft music in the back get your journal out get your journal out yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh. um and I was journaling and then I was I have guinea pigs and I was cleaning the guinea pig cage and I at the guinea pig's cage and um something said do this challenge and I was like do a challenge and I was like a challenge on what 
and like it was like that everything came to me and I wrote I wrote the first and second makeup like that everything and I was like okay that's when you know you're in the flow um and I put my ads out I got 18 women signed up 17 signed up and um and it's amazing and this is what this is and this this is how my business has changed because before I was going you know um more corporate to to teach classes and deliver nutritional workshops now mm -mm, now i've found what my niche is i'll still do that because like it's 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 still serving but i know that the core of what i'm meant to do is to educate and teach and show and support people how to live holistically how to heal from trauma how to know who they are how to eat for them for, for their best selves um how to deal with stress, how to deal with emotional eating, like all of these things that we haven't done. So business now will be mostly online um, primarily, and I will do some, um, some work face-to-face. -face. I don't know how that's going to look um, right now because I, with my little one, like I don't feel like I would want to do much one-to-one -one right now. Yeah. So it, it's no, changed I, completely. Yeah. I'm like that. I'm completely limiting any kind of level of one-to-one -one at the minute so I'm loving yeah, anything yeah. that I can do online mm -hmm. all of the people that you know, I had lots of clients that were kind of older generation and didn't want to do the kind of um online zoom calls yeah. that I do with everyone now and now they are loving it you know so many people who used to travel up and down the country for meetings and they're just like why didn't I ever do this before I just, exactly yeah as soon as you're forced out of your comfort zone then it becomes exactly. a new, like a new zone, norm it? yeah it's like a new norm yeah 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 I don't, I don't think anything's normal but I do think it's definitely new and I think it's <laughs> good that we are embracing <laughs> yeah embrace, embrace the things that work is yeah. what I would say mm. so what would be your three tips if somebody wanted to get into the holistic um, lifestyle mm -hmm. PT <laughs> what would be your tips holistic lifestyle like from a client perspective or like from a, from a professional perspective professional I'd say professional to get into holistic is it what you're called to do I mean like is this what you're meant to do I, I, I I'm not in PT because like if you make good money because it's hard sometimes to make money from PT if you're doing it for, I, I think it's hard um because it's not like it's not it's not consistent for you you've got clients who come sign on stop like it's a, you're constantly going for clients so um i think that if you want to serve people properly you need to find and understand what you are here to do um and that means you've got to know who you are and what you're good at what your strengths are and if you can serve people because uh, fitness is it's a, it's a serving profession so I wouldn't say to somebody, oh, just because you understand like anatomy and physiology, you'd be a good personal trainer. Absolutely not. Like, can you serve people? Can you, can you empathize? Can you understand? Can you be sympathetic? Can you be flexible? Um, can you be personable? Can you put yourself last? Can you, can you go the extra step? Can you, can you give and over deliver when you mean to? That's the first step. Um, the, second, the second tip for me would be to think outside the box. Don't just think along the lines of, just fitness like I just think it's so like <sighs> I get so frustrated with people who just think fitness is just exercise it's just so much more than that it's so mm. much more than that yeah so I think like think think outside the box think about how you can bring in health um or all aspects of health into the session into the sessions that you're delivering um 
And the third thing I think is very important is to understand who you are um, in terms of, how do I say this? How do I say it? Uh, I think you have, to, you have to commit to yourself to keep growing as well. Um, and not just on a professional level, because like the qualifications in, in fitness are never ending. There's always something coming out, right? So you can just have like so many qualifications that at the end of the day, don't really mean anything. Um, and I say that in terms of, I say that in terms of like, you can, you can always, there's so much, like there's so much uh, knowledge out there. It's never ending. You could always, you're always chasing after knowledge, right? But if you put that effort into, into yourself in terms of trying to understand and grow and develop um, as, as a human being, right? Um, on a spiritual level, getting to understand who you are and you have such a deep and uh, strong and confident sense of self, then anything that you do um, and anyone that you work with, you'll be delivering your best because you're doing it from a place of certainty. And I think that confidence attracts people who need or who will benefit from you serving. Does that make sense what I'm trying to say? Yeah, to yeah. me it does, to yeah. me it does. But then I kind of, even though I, I, I live in a kind of corporate world as in I negotiate leases for people who are opening up, you know, gyms and hair salons. Oh, that's cool. You know, yeah. That, that's, that's really that's, cool. I love what I do, but I mm. do it very much like you do. I don't. Mm. So my, my profession is very much a straight laced, predominantly men in suits. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. And mm. I'm just not, I'm just not that type of person. I'm very <laughs> much, a, as you can see, I'm very <laughs> much a say as you see it. So my yeah, business is very cool. holistic too. I, mm -hmm. I make sure that my clients are, are happy that they've got a business plan that they that they're secure that they understand exactly what they're getting into I hold mm -hmm. their hand throughout the whole process I don't mm -hmm. expect them to understand what's happening I mm -hmm. you know explain it in pure English mm -hmm. so for me what you're saying mm -hmm. completely resonates with me because mm -hmm. you're doing exactly the same thing but with health and nutrition mm -hmm. I just do it with business and that's mm, you know for me yeah. for me it's perfect but I think yeah. you need to be that type of person to kind of understand that yeah. type of thing and yeah. I think a lot of people are getting there with it they're really understanding that actually life without it being whole and mm -hmm. by whole I mean there's no point improving your fitness if you're still eating crap there's no point in improving your what you eat if you don't exercise and you're not happy and you're living a life that's not true because mm -hmm, actually mm -hmm. they are also intrinsically linked mm -hmm. and I think that's the same with business for me that's the same mm -hmm. with business because mm -hmm. there's no point in you leasing you know having a big lease on a um, gym if you haven't sorted out all of the parts of the business that would make mm. it successful. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We, we kind of run our, our businesses the same, but just completely different businesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. That's good. Vibing, vibing high. I like that. Yeah, I, like I love it. <laughs> well, I think it's, I think for me, it's, it's loving what you do. And I love yeah. what I do. And you mm -hmm. love what you do. So I that's do. Important. I do. Yeah, I do. Okay. Definitely. So we're coming to the end of the podcast. And I end all of the podcasts by saying, 
the, um, by doing the eight mile moment and I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me I love Eminem and he does all of his rap battles like worst things about him he's skinny he's white his mum lives in a trailer mm. so Nora what are yes. the worst things about you oh god me the worst oh gosh <laughs> they always say don't do that right <laughs> um <laughs> the worst things about um <clears throat> I'm a perfectionist which is not good because they say that if you're a perfectionist and you've got self-esteem issues and blah, blah, blah. Um, totally agree. I, yeah. yeah. Ah, I just like doing things properly, but I'm still exploring that. I'm like, oh my God, do I have like self-esteem problems because I want to do things properly? What madness is this? So um, I would say perfectionism is, it's, it's and um, that's one. I procrastinate. Um, I don't like doing things until I know that what I'm doing it for is certain, that it will definitely happen. So usually you'll find me doing things um, last minute um which is not very good um how many do i have to give three yeah, what makes you comfortable okay i think what else about me i think those are my two top things that i'm trying that i'm currently trying to work on that two p's perfectionism and procrastination yes yeah, i think they're yeah. good ones and I, I resonate with both of them got mm. to be said i'm definitely mm. a last minute larry it drives me mad i need but i need that stress because I know that I'll give my Trust best me. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, but it's it's too much because like you're doing it and you're like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, what is wrong with me? I don't like yeah. it, but I've always worked like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna change Comple it. Yeah, yeah, it's completely insane. It's awful. Yeah, yeah. And also, I do completely agree that perfectionism is linked with self-esteem mm, because it is. Cause yeah. Who on earth are you <laughs> trying to be perfect for? Because it's just yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, even if you're putting something out, like a product or something out. So I'm, I'm creating a brand of Muesli right now, which is almost ready to launch. And I've been working on it for like the last, what, three years. I won't put it out because I want it to be perfect. And I'm like, okay, Lenore, you're sabotaging yourself, woman. Like, stop. So like perfectionism is something that I'm trying to Kellogg's, stop. It's, yeah. mm. Kellogg's have changed their recipe hundreds of times mm. just put it yeah out. and just do it right so yeah mm -hmm. so yeah done, those are the two things done yeah. is better than perfect i love that and i keep telling my clients like some is better than nothing because they'll say oh i've only exercised for 10 minutes today and i'm like okay that's 10 minutes that you would not have usually done so some is better than none so yeah done is better than not done i like it i love it yep mm. <laughs> that's it you have to thank do it now. you Oh, yeah, I will. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And as always, Pleasure. if anyone else wants to be on the podcast, you can contact us at info at find-surveyors.co.uk. Say goodbye, Nora. That was, that was beautiful. Thank you so much. See you later. Bye. Bye.